0: Uh, for our next session I would like to offer you another practice which helps in not engaging disturbances letting disturbances inner disturbances outer disturbances to let them go and it's uh, Again, from Pema Chodron, uh, from her book, uh, Welcoming the Unwelcomed. And then in our meditation, I will uh, remind us of that practice, if it's appropriate uh, in that moment. So we are all, of course, in a different place. So, if a suggestion is not helpful for you, I make, then you just continue with what is helpful for you. When an, any unwanted feeling comes up, so this also, feeling here also includes uh, you know, physical sensations, emotions your mood, being tired, so that's all included. The first step is to feel it as fully as you can at the present moment, to feel it as fully as you can at the present moment. In other words, hold the rawness of vulnerability in your heart. breathe with it and here we can bring a bit the practice of tong so tong giving and taking so the taking with the in-breath so with the in-breath embracing feeling the experience fully breathing into you might say or breathing with with the in-breath. Breathe with it. Allow it to touch you, to inhabit you. Open to, to it as fully as you currently can. As fully as you currently can. So if it feels appropriate and wholesome that you just dip your little toe into it then leave it like that so this is not of a a practice of kind of forcing yourself to sit in the darkness and then being overwhelmed so we we go at as close as we can do it with some care, some kindness, some compassion. Then make that feeling even stronger, even more intense. Something we can play with. So this is, you know, this intention or that essence of Tonglen to really take it in. And of course our instinct, our intuition says I don't want this, I want to get rid of it. So it's quite difficult to make an opposite gesture. Not only breathing it in, but even intensifying it. Do this in a way that works for you in any way, that makes the feeling stronger and more solid. So that is the taking in the practice of Donglen. Lightly lightly connected with the in-breath. Do this until the feeling becomes so heavy, you could hold it in your hand. And now comes the giving part, connected with the out-breath, the letting go part. At that point, grab the feeling and then just let it go. Let it float where it will, like a balloon, anywhere in the vast realm of empty space. Let it float out and out into the universe dispersing dispersing into smaller and smaller particles which become inconceivably tiny and distant. Of course sometimes you might feel that's not possible, I can't let it go. How could I let go of that? It's important that I worry. It's irresponsible to let it go. So here we are confronted with this strange fact of being attached to suffering, being attached to pain, because it kind of feels safe. It sucks, but at least we know who we are. We have a ground to stand on. Better have a stinking nest, than stepping out into the unknown. Yeah. It's a strange thing to admit that kind of attachment. Because if someone would ask us, you know, do, do you like to suffer? Then we definitely would say, no, of course not. I I would like to be free of this, but there is that other part also. And of course, we have experiences, how easy it is sometimes to shift out of an inner drama. let's say you're involved in an inner drama. You really get into it. you You are full on The radio station of I'm not good enough. Full on. It is the size of your body. The the I am not good enough me is the size of your body. And then a friend calls. And that friend has something going on. And... How easy suddenly that, which was so important just a millisecond before, possibly can vanish, possibly can woof. It's gone. It's immediately gone. Why? Because it's empty. It's created. You need to make it. If you stop making it, there's nothing there. So remember that shifts. Also, sometimes this shift uh, happens more organically, more naturally throughout the day. Let's say you wake up with a morning darkness. Like you wake up in a life and you feel, shit, my whole life is a mess. And your mind is running into all these unfinished stuff in the past, in the future and then throughout the day so you have your first coffee you you, you, you you do things slowly, slowly, unnoticed for you slowly, slowly it shifts and then in the afternoon if you don't have awareness of your inner life You even don't appreciate that you're living in a different world. You have not noticed it. You're just there. You are in a different world, but you are not saying, wow, this is strange. This morning I really felt so bad. And it's a miracle. Now I'm feeling still bad, but not so bad. We miss miss these moments. We forget. So I'm saying these two things, these two examples just to prove, kind of, that we have that capacity. It's already happening. But we can emphasize it, we can appreciate when it's happening. We can familiarize ourselves with that process. We can observe what's happening. What what, what is it? What I'm doing so that things become lighter. Now, throughout the day, many people I know. Many people who woke up woke to wake, who wake up with morning darkness, morning fear. Not everyone, but uh, there's many um so we can we can we can observe how 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 is that happening that i kind of walk through the hours of the day and i walk lighter and lighter so let's explore this this a little and we start by adjusting the posture you're very welcome to lay down, if that feels more comfortable for you. So the important thing here is to bring your body into a supportive posture, relaxed. And you become aware that you are sitting under your body tree. This is the sacred spot of awakening right there, and it's very fortunate that for many of you it's in your living room because that's where the place where you're waking where the waking up is happening, your daily life and you're sitting on your Vajra seat it's also called the Vajra seat so that's the sacred ground of awakening and within the posture you express your commitment to be here and the commitment to give space to whatever is here whatever you bring with you into this moment nothing is excluded And you can sit with closed eyes or open eyes. Maybe you can experiment with both. You allow the shift to happen from the head into the body. From doing to being. Gravitating towards present moment awareness. Possibly lightly supported by the flow of the in-and-out-breath. Non-interfering, non-controlling, non-fixing, non-grasping. Appreciating that we do this together, in the group field, which is protected uh, by the presence of the Buddha. Finding a place of rest, finding a place of rest and compassionate abiding, effortless meditation, just sitting just being and again there is awareness that whatever you experience right now is experienced within the domain of consciousness of mind of awareness like a dream The sense of the room, the sense of the body, the sense of the eye is just like a dream. And you rest. Just rest. You are safe. then you can emphasize the letting go in the out-breath, softening the belly and the shoulders with that. Resting in that moment when the out-breath stops and then the in-breath happens So now in case there is a contraction, a darkness, a vulnerability, physical discomfort or a restlessness, a tiredness, something like that. In case something like this is there. If not, then just stay where you are. And with the in-breaths, we're stepping into this experience. Dropping the storyline, stepping into the felt sense of this experience. And then possibly even enhancing it, intensifying it. And breathing it in, breathing with it, holding it, touching it. Noticing the color, the quality of the sensations, noticing the energy. If your mind goes into the storyline, just drop it and slide back with your awareness into the felt sense, step into it, possibly intensify so that it becomes even more solid. We are not alone here. We're doing this together. And then we grab it and we let it go like a balloon drifting into the vastness becoming smaller and smaller see if you can recognize that capacity you grab it and you let it go and it drifts off becoming smaller and smaller It's like step, stepping backward, looking at the city you are sitting in, looking at the planet, looking at this universe. How insignificant. How small. So the Contraction becomes smaller because the space becomes so big in which it is. Your heart is so big. And that contraction is just like a little speck. there's the body, the whole body, there's the surroundings, there's the group field there's the house, there's the city, there's this earth let it go with the out-breath And then you rest, and you just rest with what is now. So if there was a sense that you couldn't let go, that's fine also, just rest in the midst of your experience as it is. And then maybe with the out-breath you can still continue to let go. Sinking deeper. Forgetting yourself. Forgetting yourself as the mini-me. Letting that go. Like a balloon rising up and disappearing in the vast sky every memory every sense of I every word is like a balloon rising up into the blue sky to disappear if the openness of the stillness frightens you a little makes you shrink that's fine that's a good sign so you let go of the frightening of the shrinking and it disappears in the vastness you think deeper One backward step after another until there's nothing more anymore to step into. And then you rest. And then again with the out breath, letting go like a balloon disappearing in the vastness. Rely on silence. Rely on peace. Rely on vastness. Boundless and centerless, timeless. Rely on presence. Nothing to do. Nowhere else to go. Nothing to understand. Just being here. And that happens by itself. Being here happens. It's happening. You are already here. It's effortless. Stepping into and letting go. As if you lock, look at this moment and the way your life is from the future, from ten years. Had, you look back, and everything seems to be like a dream, and it doesn't matter so much. I'm letting go. then you rest. Isn't there peace? Isn't there also silence, presence, vastness? Even if it's just a glimpse, just a vague sense that there's something which is bigger than all of this, something which is unfathomable. That space, you might find a warmth, a tenderness, a peace. out of that in your own time but not losing your seat just another way to meditate continue to be in touch somewhat with presence the stillness the space to continue to continue to be conscious about being conscious to continue to be aware of being aware and then when something comes up you feel a contraction a distraction where is it in your body noticing that Breathing in, breathing with it, owning it, and with the out-breath, possibly letting go of it. Making the backward step. Letting it burst. It's like a soap bubble. Suddenly, plop, it's gone. So there was one question from Katharina, thank you. Yeah, this is an important reflection. So first, if someone does something hurtful or says something hurtful, how you feel about it, that's still coming from your side. So let's say Now, going back to my example, someone unmutes herself and she says, you are the most stupid teacher I've ever met. I want my money back. And I will make posts on Facebook and warn you, warn other people. So that's definitely not a good thing to do. And it's a bit of a crossing of boundaries my boundaries but still the way i feel about it that it hits something in me that's my responsibility i still have to own it it's my feeling and again i'm hit by it because of my psychological history so I bring already something into the moment, which is not the responsibility of the people who are in the situation now. It's something I bring. So I would say the same for even like more dramatic exa- examples. So you might think, yeah, it's just someone, someone says something, something criticized here. But when someone is, for example, touching me, I mean, physically overstepping my boundaries, I would stay the same. But that's not all. Uh, because taking responsibility for that and being there, for your for you for your for your inner life for your inner family that doesn't undermine your the, the way you can respond to this situation so that doesn't that, that doesn't undermine your common sense that doesn't undermine our capacity to say to recognize something as harmful so that is still there But instead of reacting I can respond to that situation and this respond could be to hit that person on the nose most of the time that is not necessary most of the time actually standing up for yourself, saying no, saying don't talk like this to me, most of the time that is actually sufficient. So the practice of accepting, of allowing your inner life to be what it is, is not an invitation to pacif- passivity or uh, of you know allowing uh, others to use you as a doormat or something to the opposite actually it could be that your response to the situation is much more clear and forceful Also, it considers other people. It considers the person who is saying that thing, other people involved. It considers the whole situation. You can respond to that situation more aligned with your values. For example, the value of nonviolence. So if you react to the situation... What we often do is that we increase the violence in the world because we add our own violence. If we respond to this situation, we might be able to de-escalate the situation. We might be able to not add to the violence around us we bringing in another energy into the situation. And again, that doesn't mean that we are clear about our boundaries or that we are clear about that and feedback is necessary. That's often our job. I mean, if you work with people, it's part of your job to give feedback and to prevent harm for the person, for the team, for yourself but your response doesn't disconnect you from your heart the reactive, reactive eye doesn't respond from the heart, it loses the connection with the heart it becomes mean it wants to hurt. And it wants to hurt because you can't stand your feelings. You can't stand to be vulnerable, to feel helpless, to be sad. So we we put it out there. I can't handle this energy, so I just shout at you, so you need to handle it. So this is, of course, uh, something you know that we can have as a, as a compass. It's it's very it's very prone to failing. This kind of practice, but we can try, and we can be inspired, and we can start in places where maybe the attack is not as strong so she is uh, describing the example if another human. human is in a really difficult situation it seems natural even kind to feel sad about it absolutely it's natural and kind to feel sad about it. it's supernatural it's what we do as human beings that's our beauty that it is natural and kind to respond to the suffering of other people. That's our biggest resource. That's what makes life meaningful. But there's a big difference between feeling a feeling and being overwhelmed by it and wanting to fix it, wanting to control it. And actually, less we are able to be with that kind of sadness, which we then meet in another person, less more comfortable we are with that within ourselves, in terms of just feeling our feelings, more comfortable we will be with the sadness in another person. It's not threatening to be sad. There's nothing wrong with being sad. It's the most most natural thing. We love, we lose what we love, we are sad. Love and grief are twins. They always come together. So less we are comfortable with sadness, more we would try to fix or control the other person's feeling, less we are a good friend. We give advice. Most of the advice is stupid and is not what that people need, what that person needs at that moment. What does this person need? Exactly what you need. Loving Presence, someone who is there, someone who is listening, someone who is not afraid of sadness, but is there with me, So the sadness of another person for you becomes an, another opportunity to increase your capacity of loving presence. And also noticing this urges, this impulses in you to fix, to control, to say something stupid like, ah, it's not that bad, Or you know something like that. Quite often, that person might not be ready, and it might be inappropriate in that moment to to step to letting go. Yeah, letting go, just let it go into the into the sky, the balloon. That is sometimes so stupid to say things like that. To say things like, "Oh, it's all just like a dream. It's all empty." it's just your karma often these sentences are just a way to express one's own fear or feelings i mean they are right uh, but uh, i mean they are they have truth in them these sentences but there's uh, appropriate places for them mainly the appropriate place is uh, in the work with your own feelings. And then sometimes you will feel a person is ready to listen and to hear the possibility to let go. It can be a kind suggestion, a kind invitation. but it could be also weeks, months of just being with that person in the same space. You don't know. Sadness has its own life. Its own time. And trying to let it go prematurely, trying to fix it prematurely, often makes it worse. Because not only that person is sad, now she also becomes sad that she can't let go of the sadness. Now she not only is sad, she also feels so stupid that she is still sad because why can't I just let go? I'm such a bad person. So before the lunch break I want to go back to the third first of the 37 practices and I will elaborate on this uh, after the lunch break. Keep awareness clear and vivid and confidence in the way arises. Keep awareness, clear and vivid. This word keep, that's not, uh, that's maybe not so helpful. Because what we're exploring here, what we make ourselves familiar with, is a vividness and clarity, which is always present, which is always there. You can't keep it because it's nothing to keep and it's nothing to lose. It's something which is always there. So the clarity here, the vividness, has nothing to do with the conditioned level of the mind. Of course, there is also a sense of vividness and clarity within the conditioned mind. So then we would say, I feel... I, f- I feel more vivid now, more clear. I feel more I feel that there's more silence in my mind. It's not so disturbed. But that all of that is the conditioned level. So here, the clarity, the vividness is something much more radical. It's bigger. It's something to discover. It is something to notice. What we are talking about here is the clear and vivid capacity to be aware that you are tired and distracted. The vivid, clear capacity that there's joy the vivid clear capacity that there is pain so are you let's say right now you have an experience of dullness heaviness the practice of recognizing the clarity of your mind, is not about changing that dullness. It is becoming aware of being aware that you are dull. And that awareness, which is aware that you are dull, that you are tired, that you are exhausted, that awareness is never tired, exhausted or dull. And it is that same awareness which then a moment later might notice that something in your energy shifts, you feel more alive. That doesn't affect the awareness, that doesn't affect to be conscious of vividness. So when we when we read keep. It might be understood as attain something, like kind of progressive path, shamatha practice, you know, f- through focus, through using different techniques to uh, calm down the mind, which is helpful. But that's not what we are talking about here. Are you aware of being tired? Yes. I'm really tired. I'm really aware of it. I can feel it in my body, in my eyes, in my. I can really feel it. I, I know. I'm completely sure that I'm tired. Are you really sure that you're tired? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm really sure. I'm really aware that I'm tired no doubt, no doubt that I'm tired. Then I would say, wow, you're really meditating. You're really clear. You don't have any doubts. You're really aware. What is that? What is that which is aware? That which is aware, is that tired? Is that distracted? Is that dull? Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, but aren't you really sure that you are dull? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that I'm dull. Yeah, so you are really clear about being dull. What is that? This is not this is a very subtle point, and there's no way that someone really can explain to you this. It's something something which just boom, it's just maybe it it starts as a little like a little glimpse, something very very. Yeah, subtle the rest there you are already there. it's just a matter of recognizing that from this point of view and I'm not saying this as an absolute truth just as a tool, but from this point of view, you are not what you are aware of. You are that which is aware. You are that which is conscious. How can you be what you are aware of? Then there's two, the one who is aware and that what you are aware of. The dullness comes and goes. The exhaustion comes and goes. Here, in this practice, we rely upon that which remains. And for the time being, we We stop to do something with the content of our experience we're not trying to become more fresh which is also okay I'm not saying we should just do the practice of being aware but for the practice of being aware, the practice of non-meditation, of effortless meditation, we let this moment be what it is. And rely on silence. Rely on presence rely on the clarity, which is already here. That you're listening right now is the proof that the clarity is there. And even if you are not listening and you're distracted with your own thoughts, the clarity is still there. The distraction happens within that clarity. The dullness happens within that clarity. In this practice there's no hindrances, there's no obstacles. No, the teachings of the five hindrances and so on, they, they they don't matter here. It's a practice of not applying antidotes. Okay, thank you very much. The meditation continues now. So we still stay together. It's called the break meditation and the cooking meditation and the going to the toilet meditation and the having a nap meditation and then uh, going for a walk meditation or whatever you do. Listening to music meditation Maybe not watching the Netflix meditation. You, you keep that for for tonight, and uh, and then we come together at uh, two o'clock. Thank you very much. See you.